1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me
0: every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
2: the Washington commanders are undefeated when Chris Russell picks them to win a game is he going to do the right thing or is he going to betray us all we find out right now on Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
2: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell. People love to hate you. Sometimes <laughs> People just love to love you. Either way, we're both credentialed members of your media covering the commanders for the Team 980, if you're Chris, where you'll find he and Pete Methurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can catch those hands on Twitter as well. I am at Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, where I'm a writer. For Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. Absolutely, you are. I can confirm. Thanks again for making
0: us your first view and/or listen of the day, David. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with uh, more op, uh, more props, odds, and lines than ever before this season. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, our biggest confidence and concern points for the Commanders heading into week number nine against Kirk Cousins, and the Minnesota Vikings are coming right up. But first, David, we need to delve into the Thursday injury report. And quite honestly, uh, you know, as most teams deal with at this time of the year, it's not a great one, uh, but this is a little bit interesting because not only did John Dotson not practice again, and Scott Turner told you guys in the media uh, that were assembled for his press conference that he he, he shouldn't be too long, uh, basically were the words that he used, but strong indication that he wouldn't be ready this Sunday. He hasn't right. practiced so far uh, this week and stands poised to miss his fifth consecutive game. Cole Holcomb still not practicing. He could piss his second consecutive game. And to make matters worse, at Mike Linebacker, David Mayo, one of his backups, right is not practicing with a hamstring. J.D. McKissick didn't practice as well on Thursday with a neck injury limited, where Shaka Tony and Logan Thomas, a full participant, Cole Turner, uh, with the concussion. Of course, he missed last week. Jonathan Allen and Tyler Larson. Uh, So where does that bring us for the commanders besides being very thin at (laughs) Mike Linebacker? And I know they signed Scuda Harris back from the practice squad on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, at this point, you just don't expect Cole Holcomb to play uh, against the the Minnesota Vikings. You don't expect Jahan Dotson to play against the Minnesota Vikings. You're probably going without Dave Mayo and J.D. McKissick, to be quite honest with you, too. Logan Thomas, that's obviously going to be a concern because he played, and then he's right back on the injury report. Shaka Tony, uh, a midweek uh, addition to the injury report that's never good for anybody, so we'll have to see how he does on Friday. But I think, you know, you're happy that Cole Turner is is at least, you know, back to practicing because, uh, you know, even if Logan Thomas can't go for some reason or is hampered, at least you get someone out there who can not do the exact same things or, you know, even make up for uh, what you're missing in Logan. But at least it's not a total loss. Whereas, you know, uh, guys like Jahan Dotson, and Cole Holcomb, you're just kind of missing a part of your offense because, frankly, the guys behind them don't really do what they do for their units.
0: Yeah. And. You know, when you're missing two Mike linebackers, uh, you know, uh, again, you look at John Bostick's going to have to probably play a much more elevated role. Of course, Jamin Davis played every snap, I think, for the first time in his career last Sunday, had the big tackle on third down as part of that goal line stand. But again, David Mayo did play in that game. Now we'll see what happens uh, with the Friday injury report. And uh, actually, we're going to have a new feature. uh, So we'll have an updated injury report uh, heading into Sunday's 1 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. So we'll see if any of these guys can get cleared uh, in time for the Washington Commanders. But certainly the Minnesota Vikings, not a team that you want to be uh, necessarily shorthanded for. All right, David, one other note Um, Before we get to all of our regular staples for a pregame kickoff, if you will, is the NFL announced on Thursday that good guy, Tress Way, has been Mm -hmm. named NFC Special Teams Player of the Month for the month of October. Became the second punter in franchise history to win the award. Matt Turk won it October 1997. In case you're still with us, that's 25 years Way led October, uh, the NFL in October with 16 punts inside the 20, five more than the next closest punter, according to Commander's PR. Uh, Also led the league in net average, of course, contributed to two of the wins by his punts being fumbled by Green Bay and by Chicago and Washington pouncing on them for not only takeaways, but also turning them into points. um yep. I don't know what your impressions of Tressway are, besides the fact that he's uh, a really good punter. He did struggle in one game against Philadelphia, but that was in September, alas. Um, Trey is one of the best dudes that I've gotten to cover. I mean, I he's been yep. here since two thousand fourteen, so I mean, he showed up. I had no idea who he was. They claimed him from Chicago, and he's still here. He's still alive and kicking, and literally kicking his way to a special teams player of the month award.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Very, you know, very good part of the locker room. And and you always enjoy seeing guys like that get recognized for what they do, especially when you're talking about a guy that, honestly, most people don't want to see him ever play, you know, ever mm-hmm. again. So when he is called on, uh, at least you know that you can rely on him to do well for you. And look, if the NFC North doesn't want to catch his kicks and his punts, well, then so be it. And hopefully the Minnesota Vikings uh, follow that trend and follow the Bears and the Packers examples. And uh, we can see the Washington Commanders get set up with them. Um, it's a good some good field position, but real quick, you brought up John Bostic and uh, just a, just a quick little uh, friendly plug. Right. John Bostic, a, a, a Florida Gator in his collegiate days, a recent guest on the Locked on Gators podcast with Brandon Olson. Um, so if you want to hear from one of your commanders, uh, Mike Linebackers, head on over to the Locked on Gators channel and check out that conversation. I happen to be in the room while they were doing the interview. It's pretty good interview. You should check it out.
0: Nice. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, uh, we'll tell you who will win this Viker, Vikers, Vikings and Commanders game. But, David, before we do that, we tell you how you can win.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because I've been winning with Prediction Strike for a while now, since before they became a sponsor of the show. I was actually pretty excited to hear that they were sponsoring the show because I thoroughly enjoy Prediction Strike because, just like me, you can now invest in professional athletes just like stocks, which is a very interesting idea. I thought it was unique, and it's a lot of fun. It's a low-risk alternative to sports betting. And athlete prices move based on performance and supply and demand. So, for example, when I signed up, I went ahead. I got some shares of some players. Jamal Murray, one of my favorite Denver Nuggets from the NBA, for example, in my portfolio. I also got some Justin Fields shares, Chris. And I know a lot of people are kind of down on Justin. But listen, I got him when he wasn't really playing all that much. Remember, Andy Dalton was the starter for the Bears initially, so the fact that he's even playing has actually made his his stock price go up. Chris, I started with $20. I've got a portfolio with four players in it that's worth $100 uh, these days. If you invested in Jalen Hurts a year ago, you'd be up 48.2%. If you invested in Jalen Hurts when I did, you're still up, just not as much, and if he continues to grow, you'll continue to grow. Kyle Pitts, on the other hand, is down 44.12% after struggling and started the year. So I'm glad that I stayed away from that stock. But you know what? Right now, you buy low, maybe he picks back up. It's just like the stock market. It's a ton of fun. And the athletes benefit too. They're entitled to a percentage of their market cap. And with a 2.5% trade fee, it's the lowest in real money sports. Everyone knows you should be investing, but why not invest in what you actually know as a football fan? Download the Prediction Strike app and use the code LOCKED. For a free share when you sign up and make a first deposit of twenty dollars or more, that's promo code locked for that special one-time giveaway. Plus, Prediction Strike is going to choose one person who signs up with the code locked and makes a deposit to win one hundred free random shares. Random. That means any player across any sport. It could be Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills quarterback, which means you would get up to three thousand dollars in free shares. Invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market. Sports. All
0: right. And then when you're celebrating your investment, you can celebrate in a healthy, delicious sort of way with our friends at Built Bar. That's right. You got to try Built Bar's new reimagined flavors with the holidays coming up. They've got a couple of treats for you. Uh, Why don't you give one of these or all of these a shot cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, white chocolate peppermint granola, baby, and candy cane brownie puff. Oh, it's Bill's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling, still insanely tasty. Uh, That's that white chocolate peppermint granola. Uh, And then, of course, the candy cane brownie puff is awesome, too. Uh, it's like being on the world's most delicious cloud. Built bars are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it. 100% real chocolate, uh, 17 grams of protein, shockingly low sugar and calories, only around 130. Uh, Calories in each bar. Just sink your teeth into that first bite, just like I do each and every morning on my hour and a half commute to the radio station. I have a built bar and it gets me going. Uh, All the flavors are unbelievable. If you want to try one, try one. If you want to try all five, why don't you get a mixed box? Here's what you do you go to built.com right now, you try out whatever you want to order. Get 15% off that order right now by using the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. For your second listen and view, check out Locked On Sports today. I think I was a guest on there just recently with all this Dan Snyder news from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, David, we've got bold predictions coming up uh shortly, but first we're gonna get share what our confidence and concern points are about the Washington Commanders who are trying to win game number four in a row, heading to uh FedEx field or heading back, I should say, to FedEx Field. For Kirk Cousins and the six and one Minnesota Vikings, David, what's your most uh, confident point uh, as we enter into this game, and as the Commanders try and get back to over five hundred for the first time since the end of Week One?
2: Yeah, I'm most confident in the continued use of two or more running backs. And I know that there's a lot of Antonio Gibson fans out there that want to just see AG 24 just get fed the rock. Just 20 touches, maybe six catches, 26 total touches of the football. But look, I'm going to tell you right now, that is exactly what got Antonio Gibson in trouble last year, not just with turnovers, but also physically. Remember, he was injured for a lot of the season. Uh, Just absolutely banged up. The Washington Commanders need to continue to rely On two backs, you go through the entire season, wins, uh, mostly losses. There was one loss where uh, they actually only had three players get carries. Look, most weeks that rushes box is as full as some teams receiving box, right? And targets, receptions, all that. I need at least six commanders to get a carry in every game moving forward. I'm not saying five, six carries, but at least a carry. Mix it up. Make sure the defense has to cover every guy from the line of scrimmage. And, and all over the field, not just rely on guys down the field or in the backfield. Don't let defenses get too comfortable. That's how you keep them on their toes and benefit Taylor Heineke.
0: Yeah, ideally, I want to keep Antonio Gibson around 17 or 18 touches, and that includes as a receiver, as a running back, and of course, as a kick returner, too. I mean, you can't exactly predict how a game is going to develop. Obviously, some games are going to be different, but you do not want to run him into the ground. As David mentioned, banged up last year with the shin and other injuries, banged up with a bad toe at the end of his rookie year, despite... Uh, being so good in that rookie year. My most confident point uh, on Sunday is the Washington Commanders are actually going to start quicker on offense. I think you can move the football against this Vikings defense, especially uh, the back seven. Um, I think they're going to start quicker than they have in any game since the home loss against Tennessee where they actually moved the ball pretty well and, remember, had a couple of big strikes, of course, to Diami Brown. Um, again, I, I think you can move the football against Minnesota. It's going to take execution. It's going to take balance. It's going to take converting on third down, all of which they have not been doing a good enough job of. Quite simply, this is not Indianapolis-Chicago and a struggling Green Bay offense. You're going to have to probably score in the 20s to win this game. If you need to score in the 20s to win this game, I think which many of us would agree, you're going to need to not be dead in the entire first half or most of the first half. David, what's your biggest concern uh, for Sunday with the Commanders?
2: My biggest concern plays right into what you're just talking about, and that's Zadarius Smith, the outside linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, and I say outside linebacker, with a grain of salt and real quick shout out to Luke Braun of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys did the crossover mm-hmm. uh, and he mentioned Zedaria Smith and he mentioned his ability to take advantage of weak spots on the offensive line, specifically Billy Price, the backup uh, center for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, it just so happens Washington commanders are also playing with the backup center. In fact, they're playing with a backup backup center uh, right now. And I actually asked Scott Turner on Thursday about Zedaria Smith and how much success he had against the Arizona Cardinals and, and kind of the the anticipation of the Vikings trying to scheme up the same thing. Since this team is in a very similar situation, you got a mobile quarterback. You got, I mean, it, the, the two teams, the Cardinals and, and the commanders are very, very similar uh, in their personnel packages. It's, it's actually a little bit eerie. Um, and the Vikings had a lot of success. And, and Scott, you know, look, he gave me the best coach answer he could give me. He's obviously not going to tip his hand on what they're working on. But, you know, they're going to be aware of him. They're going to know where he is. They're aware of the special package they have where they line him up over the center and full blown, the plan is to not let Zadarius Smith get anybody one on one, center or no center. Nobody is expected to have Zadarius Smith one on one. So, fans, what does that tell you? When you watch the game, if you see 55 in purple or white, I suppose, actually, they'll probably be wearing one on one with someone, that means someone messed up. That means somebody made a mistake because that is not the plan. They plan on doubling Zadarius Smith for very good reason. If the Vikings win this game, you're going to hear Zadarius Smith's name. Often, I believe if the yeah, Vikings you know, lose this game, you're going to hear his name because people are going to say, man, the commanders really did a good job against Darius Smith. Either way, you're going to hear his name. That's how important he is.
0: Yeah, good point. I started to jump in uh, there. I, I think you should also not lose sight of Daniel Hunter, too. That's yeah, another guy absolutely. that you you got to keep track of uh, while you're paying so much attention to Zedarius Smith. And there's no de- doubt that Smith, when he's healthy, he is one of the best defensive players in the game of football was with Green Bay recently, but was so banged up last year that they let him go in division, right? One thing that uh, I think you should also remember is Tyler Larson, that backup center or the backup, backup, backup center, He was responsible. He switched out, rotated out on the pass rush that led to the Taylor Heineke interception in the fourth quarter. Uh, Even though it came off the right edge of the offensive line, it was Larson that got beat. So, again, keep that in mind. There's different ways you can get around or to the quarterback or to create havoc or whatnot. My biggest concern uh, for Sunday is, you know, uh, the Washington commanders have been – tremendous. Inside the red zone, 50% touchdowns allowed. I think that's eighth in the league or tied for eighth in the league. And in goal-to-goal percentage, uh, they have allowed only, again, 50% of the time teams to score touchdowns, which is incredible. It's tied for third in the NFL. However, that's a lot of that success has come against teams like the Bears, teams like the struggling Packers, teams like the struggling Colts. They've lived off of turnovers or turnovers on downs or big stops in those spots. Can they do it against this Minnesota Vikings offense with Kirk Cousins, who's not great in the red zone by any stretch and never was, but Justin Jefferson. Newly acquired T.J. Hawkinson. Obviously, Delvin Cook, uh, a decent offensive line. is playing pretty well, the former first-round pick out of Virginia Tech. So can they, with the array, K.J. Osborne, that's what I worry about. Can the greatest strength of the commander's defense match up to probably and arguably the greatest strength of the Vikings' offense? David, looking for your bold prediction for Sunday's game.
2: You know, we've had a lot of drag out games for the Washington Commanders, and that doesn't mean they're devoid of big play moments, right? Uh, Terry McLaurin had two of them by himself against the Indianapolis Colts. But we haven't really had a lot of games recently where there's just, boom, big shot after big shot after big shot. Chris, and this game could be a little bit different. I don't expect as many big shots as we saw in the Eagles game. Although if we do, hopefully some of those big shots are coming from the Commanders instead of all of them against the Commanders. But I do think we get three touchdowns in this game that come from gains of 40 yards or more. Hmm. combined between the, the two sides could be three okay. Washington could be three Minnesota two to one something pick six from 45 yards out whatever I just think we get three touchdowns in this game from 40 yards or more
0: okay I I, I can I I can see that you know sometimes again busted tackles or, or 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 busted coverages or what have you I mean again Terry McLaurin turned a little shallow drag cross route uh in which he stopped on it you know, from what could have been a, I don't know, a four-yard completion into a 42-yard completion uh, last week that set up the Antonio Gibson touchdown. So certainly, I can uh, see that. Uh, my bold prediction, David, is going to be. <laughs> and you said to me before we started uh, recording uh, that I'm hard on place kickers, and you're <laughs> right, my friend. Uh, Greg Joseph of the Minnesota Vikings is a high wire act. Very talented oh. young man, but a high wire act. And Joey Sly, we know, has been a high wire. Act all year for the Washington Commanders. So here's where I'm going to go and it's not going to be positive. I'm going to predict that both miss either a field goal or an extra point attempt that no. will have some sort of an effect on the final outcome of the game. I that's both
2: kickers. It. So I just you fly. Both kickers.
0: Both kickers. I don't All think right. that. Yeah, because 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 Joseph is a, again a high wire act. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah even yeah. though he's very. Ta- I don't think that's that absurd. Maybe it's a little harsh, but I don't think it's that. Absurd. Uh, David, for my key player, I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. This one, you know, is like swinging a bat towards a pinata. Yeah, no duh, Sherlock. I think he's got 740 receiving yards or something like that in seven games, but he's only got two passing touchdowns or two receiving touchdowns, I should say, and he hasn't caught a touchdown touchdown, since week one of the season. So you might be thinking either somebody's figured him out by playing too deep shell and all that stuff, or he's due. I yes. say he's due.
2: Mm. Contain Justin Jefferson. Good way to try to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Look, they've only lost once. There's a reason for it. So even containing him isn't exactly a foolproof plan, but it's a start. Um, my key player, you're you're not going to be surprised by what we've just been talking about. Whoever's blocking Darius Smith, so whoever, whether it's Larson, whether it's, I don't, I don't even know, Cosme Leno, whether, I, it, whether it's Alex Arma or, or Brian Robinson, I don't care. Whoever is blocking Zadarius Smith, you're the key player of this game for the Washington Commanders. And, Chris, bring it to score predictions. Commanders are 3-0 and when you pick them to win. I'm picking the Vikings, 23-17. It's a 3.5-point spread in favor of the Vikings right now, according to Online, And uh, I've got them winning by six. It's just you mentioned that 20-point mark. I don't think Washington gets there uh, right now. I hope I'm wrong, but the way I read the tea leaves, I got 23-17 Minnesota, so it's up to you. To set things right in the universe,
0: David. That's so mean of you. How could you? Do it is
2: very mean of me because I already know your score you, you, prediction. How could so you I'm setting this up on intentionally?
0: How could you do such a thing? Like I don't know. Tell us your honest feelings. I, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just shocked. You're so negative. Um, well, I <laughs> I want to pick the commanders. I want to you know, believe. So do commanders. I. Yeah. I, mean, I want like, them to win a fourth know. in a row. I would be right. very very happy if they did. Mm. And I'll be very happy Sunday night to admit that I'm wrong, but I I, I don't know if I'm going to be wrong. And I think you're going to be right as well. Now, I have it a little bit tighter. I have the commanders losing 24-21. So if my final score prediction works out, they would actually cover the number, right? You said yeah. it was at three and a half on Bet Online uh, yeah. coming into the show. So... Uh, I would have them covering, but losing 24 to 21. So listen, unfortunately, uh, that maybe that changes before the game. I'll, I'll decide if I we'll update see. it before the game.
2: 100 likes of this episode, and Chris Russell will change his pick <laughs> to the Washington Commanders. Um, <laughs> listen, you mentioned you the new wrinkle we've got. We've got a pregame show, and, and yeah. I say pregame loosely because it is going to publish on Saturday. So a little bit of Saturday. Uh, entertainment, hopefully, anyway, for those Commanders fans looking for it uh, during or in the midst of your college football watching. Zach Selby, team reporter for the Washington Commanders, will join me outside of Ashburn uh, for for you for one more look at the injury report. Right, we'll have the final injury report by then, so Zach will be get to tell us just how impactful that is. And he's going to get to the, he can't he doesn't make predictions, guy. He works for the team, so you can't pr- you can't trust his predictions anyway. Uh-huh. But I'm going to tell him that both lo- both locked on Commanders hosts i picked against the Washington commanders. Oh. He's going to tell us why we may be wrong. If the Washington Commanders pull it out, he's going to tell us how they're going to do so. So stay tuned. And again, 100 likes Chris Russell will change his pick, which means the commanders will win.
0: Well, we'll let Zach have the last laugh and, uh,
2: and, and then he, he will, he will and, absolutely. And then laugh. he can
0: bake us some delicious goodies. Cause he does there we go. very well. Victory uh, with, Monday
2: cookies. Let's do uh, it.
0: In addition to that, pre-pre-game episode that David is going to have for you guys. Uh, We also did a a special reaction show to all the breaking Dan Snyder potential sale move, and we're going to talk about that more next, but go check out that special episode. It's available for you now, again, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, on YouTube, Odyssey, and more. Uh, It's available in addition to Crossover Thursday with the aforementioned uh, Luke Braun, which is a full edition. But coming up, Dan Snyder wants to sell, we think, and two famous moguls that might just want in. But first, we tell you about LinkedIn jobs because there might be a lot of jobs up for grabs if Dan Snyder does sell the commanders and especially when new owners come in. Maybe they'll use LinkedIn jobs. They should use LinkedIn jobs and you should check out LinkedIn jobs. If you have a job and you're trying to hire, here's what you're gonna do. You post your job, then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Yes, even if you're like a new owner, like, oh, I don't know. Um <clears throat> the guy that owns the Washington Post and Amazon. Uh, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates to get just the right skills. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in developing and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Here's what you're going to do. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the most qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Post your job for free terms and can-
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder are selling or exploring all options anyway and how it relates to transactions involving the Washington Commanders. I was not available for the immediate uh, aftermath and reactions. So here's my thoughts on it, real quick, Chris. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. That's that's pretty much where I am. I understand the excitement. I understand people telling commanders fans to get excited. I've seen kind of the 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 justifications or the, the the qualifying of the statement. You know, and uh, pretty much all of the recent statements that the Snyder family has put out at the bottom, they've said we're not selling, right? But on this one, they did not say we're not selling. Um, and then, of course, you have all kinds of reports that we're about to start talking about. So, yes, everything points to the Washington commanders, at least from a majority standpoint, eventually not being in the hands of the Snyder family. Um, but just because of the way this whole thing is gone, I will believe it when I see it. And that is when I will choose to uh, to to take whatever victory lap I decide to take.
0: I I do not blame you in any way, shape, or form. Um, I initially thought this was a cry out for financial help to get capital, to get investors, to get partners, to help him build the stadium, to stave off elimination. That's what I initially thought he was thinking. The more I think about this, David, the more... I am on the other side of the uh, of the aisle, I guess. That probably he will sell because he's already got a bunch of people that are inquiring. Uh, how serious they are, we don't know. Uh, but the more people that inquire, the more people that are interested. Let's face it, the NFL is a almost can't lose product. No matter what the situation is, and a new owner here is going to be given five years a minimum of of yeah. of just. Like, believe, uh, belief, and loyalty, and passion, and, and buy in to pretty much anything that they're doing. Um, so, because Dan Snyder, quite honestly, was so bad. So, here's where we yeah, are. I mean, look,
2: it, I'm it, hoping to get that $1.2, $1.4 billion jackpot so I can go to, to Jeff and and Sean and say, hey, how much for me to become a minority stake owner?
0: There many you go. How will, will that take? Will, will you allow me to uh, do the 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 uh, the broadcast in the suite or no?
2: Absolutely, we're okay. owners. We do what we All want. Right. We'll okay. do the broadcast from the fifty yard line during the third quarter.
0: All right, there you go. There you go. Uh, some reported names have emerged, including Byron Allen, who fell yeah. short in a bid for the Denver Broncos, uh, and he actually has a, a connection uh, with our parent company, Tegna, which is kind of yeah. interesting. If you want to look that up, guys. But the biggest names, David, to emerge. Jeff Bezos from Amazon yeah. and Jay-Z, according to reports from TMZ and People Magazine. Jay-Z worth an estimated $1.3 billion. There's a lot of connections from people that have come from Jay-Z's Roc Nation to the organization. Some have left. But some, I believe, are still here. And Bezos, of course, everybody knows, the founder of Amazon, worth around $114 billion. Mm. How do you like them apples, my friend?
2: Could literally buy the NFL, Jeff yes. Bezos. Like, just, yes. just give me the whole thing. Just let yeah. me run the whole thing. First thing, <laughs> Roger, you're fired. Thanks for your service. Um, I want nothing more than for this to happen. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I want nothing more for this to happen. And I want nothing more than to meet the new owners. Of the Washington Commanders, Jay-Z and the Commanders first lady in charge, Beyonce and their children and just just meet the whole family. Like, I just I, I want nothing more for than for this to happen. Ah, and when I- they host the Super Bowl. Jay-Z will obviously headline the halftime show.
0: I, I mean, you would think, right? And Jeff Bezos is pretty cool, too. I mean, look at what he's
2: yeah, No, Yeah, no shade to Jeff. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, come from where I come from, I, I, I need this to happen, and I, I need did, to be yeah. in that Jay-Z Understand. ownership thinking, press
0: conference. I was thinking both might be involved in a pursuit. I was not necessarily thinking both might combine together. This might be yes. the tag team championship. Uh, all and the let world. me all right, buy in um, for
2: 200 mil as a minority owner. No stake, no say. No decisions made on my part. Just let me be in the owner's box. You you just want to be in the owner's circle. All right,
0: more on all of this. We will follow every step of the way, ongoing investigations and more. Will Dan Snyder sell the Washington Commanders? We don't have the exact answer, but stay with us on Locked On Commanders. We will have you covered every step of the way. But thanks again for making us... Your first listen and view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson giving you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You want to hop in at 301-615-3577 on the voicemail line. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders, on.com's Fan Nation. And Don't forget to check out him, Zach Selby, an extra bonus pregame edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Ned Hershey on the Team nine eighty. We will be back Sunday evening with a live edition from FedEx Field After the Commanders, Minnesota Vikings. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast.